0: should come back and there it is and it is friday eve thursday night for those who like to keep the track of the days of the week another show here episode 63 and hopefully soon we should have harrison sanfron with us momentarily we're waiting for him to arrive in the green room but it is episode 63 i'm angel and i thank you for watching us again tonight it is thursday night where we love to come on our usual thursday evening but next week we will start our show at eight o'clock as Redline Radio LLC will be uh, broadcasting on their Facebook page as well. So next week, the show moves from 7.30 on Thursday nights to 8 o'clock to the receivable future. And then, of course, next month starts everything ramping up for football season. So we'll be adding the Sunday show back. So lots of stuff going on. Uh, But for the moment, we're going to be enjoying the night with the usual gang. So we're planning to have a lot of fun as we'll be talking some NBA hoops Uh, Here with Harrison again, momentarily. And we'll start off the show with the whole entire gang. So thanks for everyone tuning in tonight. I'm Angel. This is Broad Street South. And on the other side, that one day, and I see him smiling already, one day we will catch Vito dancing. But for right now, Let's see if we can make that happen. Here's Beto my co-host. Yeah. You know he stopped early. He stopped early because because <laughs> he knew he was going to get caught here. So, Beto, how are you this evening?
1: Yeah, you kept me muted. Why?
0: I, I <laughs> that's impossible.
1: Yourself. What is <laughs> going on, Mister Martinez? 26 well, days little training camp. The, the I know. Base, it's come by quick. The baseball gods did everybody a favor tonight to rain out The rain at the fills. How great is that?
0: Well, let's, hey, things do happen, and uh, it's good for the Phillies. They do need a break. There's a lot of stuff going on with that team, and I'm pretty sure we can talk to that until nauseam for the most part. But, yeah, it's a good thing to actually that stop. But, hey, uh, so far we had crazy summer storms. I sent you guys the picture earlier, and it gets pretty black around here. And now the sun's trying to pop out here in the late evening hours. But more importantly, who won last night, Vito? Come on, fill us in.
1: Sons. Sons are going to the NBA Finals. And? The Florida Marlins. Am I missing somebody?
0: Yeah, as Mm -hmm. he skates around the obvious. Who? The
1: Canadians. (laughs) <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> not even hard the montreal Habs
1: won last night didn't they
0: <laughs> yeah in their dreams they won but no that's not who won uh last night just to remind you it was the tampa bay lightning as a head back the to t- montreal
1: the Tampa bay lightning won last night
0: really? yes i didn't know that yeah, they won, but they're taking the series back up to Montreal two games to none. And uh, we'll get into that a little bit later on. I, I know you love talking about the lightning, I know it just as much as I love talking about the Flyers that are not in it, but we'll see come next mm. season. But it's okay, I'm sure you don't have
1: a Tom Brady jersey stashed in that. Uh, there's Loss no years. listen
0: here in Studio A, there's absolutely nothing Tom Brady, there's mm. nothing mm. in the other studio, and there's, there's nothing in the crowd. There's, there's oh. no
1: bucket, no Buccaneers, though,
0: no, no Tampa Bay the, Rays. Orlando Magic. Orlando, Are you kidding me? Wait, let me bring the other guys back on because, no, there's no Orlando Magic. Oh, Tampa's not that far from Orlando. The only thing that I got from the Rays, which he's not even here anymore, is Willie Adamas, and he's gone. He's a Milwaukee Brewer. That was about Mm -hmm. it, and that's for one of the early games that that, uh, Debbie and I went to very early on, but no, okay? So, yeah, there's no Tom Brady. Now, if Tom Brady wants to pop up in the studio, I'm not going to say no. I know that much. Tom, if you're listening – uh, not only would I, but Ryan Neff would completely enjoy having you on along with our young Nick. So don't worry about the guy in the other blue shirt. You, you, don't, you don't have to mind him. You're mm-hmm. all right.
1: I so may welcome us. Tom Brady.
0: Sure you will. And so will our young beat writer, Nick Lee. <laughs> Nick, how are you this evening?
2: Ducky love it. I'm, uh, I'm doing incredible. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm doing incredible. It was, uh, awesome to watch food, uh, not know his sports teams, but I guarantee you that tampon Bay lightning will come back to bite them one day just because you said that. So, uh, but no, I'm doing good. Sons made the finals. Chris Paul dropped 41. I, uh, it's, it, it's a good time to be alive. My, uh, my summer job's doing great for, uh, all the students that are watching, which I think is probably none, but uh, we're all good, and uh, I'm excited to talk to Harrison Sanford in a little bit.
0: Let's it's all good stuff. And, um, if if anybody, and and we'll bring in uh, our national correspondent here, very very momentarily. But if anyone deserves a ring, I, I was a Chris Paul for what he sacrificed and all the stuff that he's done. You know what? I hope Chris Paul. And I did say on Tuesday night's show that his sons will win it all. And I still believe that his sons will be your NBA champion. So since what, 93 was the last one?
2: Yeah,
1: 28 years.
0: No, they never won. They
2: never won. But it's the first time in the finals since, since Charles Barkley back in 93.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Sorry, not, not that they won, but actually being in there. I see the comments coming in, so I'll get to you guys here momentarily as we introduce our Superman of the show, national correspondent, Ryan Neff. Ryan, how are you this evening? Doing fantastic.
3: Ryan Neff, great to be with you this evening. And, yeah, let's bring Tom Brady on so he can teach me how to eat avocado ice cream and Fig Newton brownies or whatever the hell he eats. I don't know. Yeah, but but bring him on. Come on, Tom. Just come on the show, and, we, you know, we can talk shot. We can talk healthy Ryan, eating.
2: Ryan thinks Autogram better than Talk
3: they. about deflating football. <laughs> uh, we can talk about, uh, I don't know. You know, having people like up there in the stadium with cameras
1: and stuff like that. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Spygate, the flake Gate, come on, come on down, Tom. Watergate.
0: Derby Nixon. But nice try.
1: Well, That's where it all stems from. Yeah. Like <laughs> the Phillies,
3: mm-hmm. I won my bet. I won my mm-hmm. bet with a couple of people. Everybody thought the Phillies were going to have a winning record toward the end of June. So, mm-hmm. I won that one. We talked. Whatever. Talk sons. I think the Bucks are going to mm-hmm. win tonight. Um, you know, as Fuji said, twenty six days till training camp. So let's get well, it, I'm, or Whatever. I'm ready. Are you
1: excited? You don't seem. Huh? You don't seem excited. Also, Fuji, I'm always excited to talk
0: sports. Yeah. Hold on here? Because we just got know. some. We got some breaking news from Shizzy. Because Shizzy says that someone has an Emmett Smith and Derek Jeter jersey. That's
1: a lie. I do not have an Emmett Smith jersey. And he, he
0: followed up with, "He'll never admit it."
1: I have a Derek Jeter jersey. Yes, I do. Okay. Nope. You, you want to call I, me a traitor? Easy there, right. Dallas. Another guy. yeah. I'd rather have a Derek Jeter jersey than, than a yeah, Dallas jersey.
3: Ten thirty is seeping into your cranium, dude.
0: That's all right.
1: We'll nah. see. Hey, uh, I change it too often.
0: We have, <laughs> good Lord, you guys. Harrison Sanford, I can see him popping in the green room here. <laughs> did you guys? Have, oh boy, it's going to be one of those nights again. <laughs> that guy, that guy,
1: should have probably had too much to drink already.
0: No, he sure didn't. But that's okay. I bet he hey, did. If you guys, you don't know my guy though. If you guys follow, if you guys follow Harrison Ford as we do, and if you guys want to follow him on Twitter, you guys can see Harrison Sanford, co-host of the Inside the Green Room, on Twitter. You will see that it is backwards: Green Room Inside. But if you click over on there. You will see inside the green room as again, spelled backwards, but it's up there. And if you guys follow him like we do, you'll follow all the different podcasts he has on and very, very entertaining. I will say it's very smooth as far as when he does his podcast and we won't make Harrison wait any longer as he is here with us. Harrison, thank you for coming on with us.
4: We truly do appreciate it. Appreciate you guys for having me on looking forward to talking some Sixers, maybe some Eagles. Well, I guess we'll see how it goes. Nice yeah. to
1: you. Thank you now, for coming on. Thank you.
0: So I will admit, and because Tuesday night we're we're happy, obviously, with you coming on tonight, but instead of calling you Harrison Sanford, I said the legendary actor Harrison Ford. So in <laughs> case you hear me say it again, <laughs> that's the reason why. But <laughs> oh,
4: yeah, no worries, it's happened to me a multitude of times. You know, funny enough, uh, when I was growing up, I remember sitting in front of the TV and I told my mom that I wanted to be the second most popular Harrison, after obviously Harrison Ford. And then then Danny and I had uh, Harrison Barnes on the show last year. I was like, oh, come on, Harrison Barnes now? (laughs) Uh, It's all good, it's all good. Thank you for having me on. And you're not the first and you're probably, and you won't be the last, it's all good.
0: No, not a problem whatsoever. And, and listen, usually, normally I like to start off with, you know, like to either NBA or the NFL, but I will ask because I, I added it there in the, in the intros, you're coming in. How fun is it with all the people that you've been able to interview at this point, you and, and Danny Green, but how fun is it for you to be able to just to, to meet these folks? And even whether it's, you know, in studio or if it's just virtually, how much fun do you actually have having these interviews? And then off camera, do you guys get the opportunity to talk a little bit more?
4: Yeah, for sure. Definitely have the opportunity to talk off camera. I think what's unique about what I've been able to, what we've been able to do, it's kind of changed me as a sports fan. I no longer root for teams now. I root for people. Uh, so a person that might come on the show, if they are timely or if they are real considerate with their answers when they answer questions, the banter that we might have off camera, it turns me into a fan of the person rather than yet the team. Um, so no, it, th- that's probably the most gratifying thing of the whole experience. I'm getting to know about people in general. And then outside of that, watching Danny and key grow as media personalities is also very gratifying as well, because they put a lot of trust in me to help build their platforms and get the reps that they need to be as as far as they can go as media personalities when Danny's done playing and obviously he's uh, been done for a year now. But again, it, it just,
0: it sounds so smooth. Like we, and I'll listen to, i listen to, I to you on iHeart radio on the app itself. And it's just the way you guys are able to just, you know, finesse the guests, even when you and Danny are just kind of going back and forth, it sounds like, honestly, God, you guys have been doing it for like just many, many years. And that's the best part because when you have, it's like us, I mean, we, we've known each other for, for a year now but we it when you build that chemistry and that flow it just makes the show so much easier so kudos to you and danny because it lets you guys put on some great great shows
4: thank you i appreciate it well i've actually it's, it's kind of a cheat code because i've known danny for over 15 years now so we grew up in long island together when he was shooting in high school gyms i was reporting in the stands so it, we go a ways back so i know there's a lot of uh there's a lot of hidden stories that i'm waiting to tell at some point i'm sure uh, there's some <laughs> hidden stories that he has as well of me as well but i've known him for a long time so it makes it a lot easier and a lot more enjoyable um to have an entity with one of your best friends while he's succeeding on the court off and obviously doing well off the court as well it's, it's a very gratifying experience for sure i didn't i wouldn't have imagined uh it would turn out this way it's I, funny enough when my dad and i would watch games in high school David always say to me in his Jamaican accent, Harrison, Danny would look good on the Spurs. Danny would look good on the Spurs. And he ended up going to the Spurs, and I think it, it actually helped him a lot, uh, told him a lot about being a pro, and, and so it's carried on since then. Well, and, and I will
0: tie that in then with, because I know, on your, again, on the last episode here that you guys had, I know Danny was saying that he's going to take some time off. Um, it'll be his last podcast, at least for a little bit. Uh, so I guess the question would be right out of the gate, is he planning on coming back to Philly or what's his future outcome?
4: Well, that's a good question. I don't know if he ends up in Philly. Uh, I think he would like to, but it really depends on how they value him to be honest. Uh, right. You know, it's it's probably his last chance at a significant contract in his career. Uh, so he has to take it wisely at the same time. I don't, Danny's not built, I don't think, it, at least, not from what I've known of him, to try and go to some team that's not going to be in the playoffs or at the very, if not, it contend for a title. And obviously, the Sixers, as long as Joe LeBee is on the roster, they're a title contender. Uh, so that's going to weigh heavily on him. Uh, he's been affiliated with not just great players, but for the most part, Danny takes pride in playing well on the court on both sides of the floor. So if you look at who he is, he's always had. A dominant defensive big man helping him defensively. When right. Spurs, Tim Duncan was in there. When he's with the Lakers, Anthony Davis was there. So it allows him to be the better defender. And Danny really cares about being the good defender. Like it really matters to him. Uh, so the Sixers are gonna be high on his list, if not at the top of his list, but at the same time, you've gotta be smart. Uh if they gift him the contract that hopefully that that he would like, I don't see why he wouldn't. Uh, but, again, it turn, it's going to be determined to see how much the sisters value him and his presence and how much they believe in him, not just for next year, but maybe another year after that or maybe two years after that. We all – I mean, I, I'm, Danny was, watched Chris Paul last night. Obviously, Danny's mm-hmm. not Chris Paul, When he watched Chris Paul last night in the 16th season get to the NBA Finals. And way Danny played last year after coming out of a, a, a full year with the Lakers the year before – he's in fervent belief that he can play at least four more years. So we'll see how it plays out.
0: I hope he does come back. And when the next opportunity you get to talk to him, let him know the boys from Broad Street South said, first of all, I hope he recovers. I know he was injured. So more than anything else, first of all, I hope he's blessed because you got to be blessed by the best in order to to keep things moving for one. And so we hope that he's healthy. That he enjoys his time off with his family and he gets his house complete out there in California because that that, you know, pretty nice that that he's getting all this stuff done. Um, but even in California, there might be somebody that could be joining, you know, not hopefully not Danny Green, where he'll stay here, but Ben Simmons. There's talk today that maybe a possible LA
4: Clippers move, yeah, that'd be interesting to see because I don't know what would come back from the Clippers, right, or the Sixers. Paul George's displeasure with Doc Rivers is well-known. Uh-huh. Um, and Kawhi Leonard, if he's wise, is probably gonna opt out if, if the Clippers are gonna offer to give him another maximum contract and right. he was still there. So what, I don't know what's on that roster that would validate giving up on Ben Simmons. Um, Cause it's not Paul George. I, it doesn't seem like Paul George would be happy to play with Doc Rivers. That's, it seems like that's a public thing. Um, and obviously, there's a bunch of other things that come along with that, which is not you know, proper for us to discuss. But we all know the other issues as well. Uh, yeah. So I don't think that's happening. Uh, and then Kawhi Leonard, that that wouldn't make sense as Kawhi left the champions I mean, you guys, you guys know Kawhi left the championship team in Toronto to play with the Clippers. So I don't see why he would lose. I don't think there's a deal with the Clippers out there. Uh, as much as it would make sense from a basketball standpoint, uh, one thing I've learned—it's probably one of the biggest learning things—that I. Biggest learning curves that I've had doing the show with Danny. You can't just evaluate uh, players for their talent. You have to evaluate their mental makeup and the chemistry of their team. Uh, yeah. Chemistry and mental makeup is what really defines a championship team. Uh, and I don't think that that I don't think that deal is feasible because of those things. Harrison,
1: as far as the uh, Sixers' salary cap, are you aware of what's what they're where they're at and? Mm-hmm. Do you think they could bring back Dwight Howard, Korkmaz, and Danny Green?
4: Uh, oh, I'm I'm very aware. And Danny's also very aware of these things. It's kind of funny. For the, as long as I've known him, I could name one player in the NBA and he could, could rattle off that player, Sally, with, with a snap of a finger. Um, yeah, I'm aware, and I they can. Uh, but it really depends on does it make sense. Uh, Dwight Howard would be a great person to come back on, the, on that same contract that he had. But we all know that if Ben Simmons is, is on the roster, he needs a stretch five, so the clean is not clogged. So, but Dwight would be great. To, now is Dwight Howard going to accept being a potential third big man off the bench? He played too well to accept that. Like this guy has to have a certain amou- amount of pride so he can still have confidence in who he is as a basketball player to perform out there. Uh, For Con I don't know. There might be a team out there that's going to. It's not they could afford to bring him back, sure, because. The Sixers are allowed to go over the Sally Cap to retain the rights of their players. They have the early bird rights for Danny and they have the bird rights for Furcon Korkmaz. So they can, but if you're Furcon Korkmaz, do you want to um come back? As much as you might like the city of Philadelphia, it's clear that he's it's gonna be very hard for him to get minutes on a consistent basis to show who he is as a basketball player. And I don't knock guys at Furcon's age who they aspired. To not just be in the NBA, but they aspire to perform well in the NBA. And if you want that opportunity to fulfill your life childhood dream, I can't knock him for trying. Not saying that I would know if he's coming back or not, but it would seem as if there would be a better opportunity for him in terms of minutes. Now, if a team could match those minutes uh, with those, match salary with the minutes that he could potentially get or have them like be, uh, have them better, uh, have a better relationship between those two factors. I could see him leaving. And if I was first-hand court, was, if opportunity came to me and a team said, we're going to give you 20 to 25 minutes a game, you have the opportunity to start, and I would have to seriously consider it. Again, this, these are childhood dreams that these guys are trying to live, and nobody dreamed about being on the bench.
1: As far as if Ben Simmons doesn't get traded, I mean, is there a free agent out there that Sixers could afford to bring in? Like another scorer?
4: Yeah, so I think as it's structured right now, I think they could only give out the taxpayers' mid uh, the taxpayers' uh, mid-level exception. I believe that as once since they're over the salary cap, I believe I have to double check that. But you're talking about a very little salary space to really make a move uh, from in terms of improving the roster. If you want to get one of those significant free agents, whether it be like a Kyle Lowry, who's going to demand probably upwards of what. I would assume 25 million and up per year that you simply cannot afford that without not being on the roster um, unless you move back salary back to Toronto and do some type of signing trade but what does what do the sixers have that Toronto would want um to help and or and why would the Raptors feel so inclined to help the sixers that much um so we'll, I don't think there's anybody out there that they can get uh, without maybe potentially using that George Hill contract. Uh, which has, I, I believe, a $1.2 million guarantee date I think of August 2nd. If they move George Hill, they could wait for that contract to actualize and turn into a $10 million contract after that August 2nd date, I believe, and they could trade George Hill to another team. But again, you're losing one to get one. Um, so, it's going to be very hard to actually get an impact player unless you're really going to get somebody who just really wants to sacrifice um, money for a potential chance at a title. Somebody I thought would be a great addition to the roster last year, and I was disappointed. Uh, he ended up with the Lakers, again, even though you know the Lakers are still somewhat family to Danny and I because we won there. Uh, Markeith Morris, guy from the area. He would have been a great stretch four, stretch five for the Sixers this year. But the opportunity to play in L.A., play with LeBron, couldn't knock him. I just felt disappointed for him because with all the big men they had over there, he barely got minutes between Drummond and Gasol and A.D. and Montrez. He played with the Sixers. You guys probably know this. He probably could have finished, a, he probably could have played a lot of minutes uh, behind Joel B with Ben Simmons on the court, being that stretch five for them. That's a guy that maybe they look at again. I know Danny was trying to, you know, talk to him about trying to come here uh, before last season started. So we'll see. But they're not, they don't have the flexibility to make any major moves, which is obviously, you know, we can be frank about, it, which is obviously why keeping Danny is important to them because they at least. Uh, can use his salary in another way, shape, or form if they decide not to actually move him back.
2: Harrison, I want to talk about last night's game. Suns make the NBA Finals. Big deal. Chris Paul dropped 41. What was kind of your reaction watching that game? Because obviously Chris has been in the league for so many years. This is his first trip to the Finals. What was your reaction? Uh,
4: happy for Chris Paul. Uh, my other reaction was Disappointment, because uh, I saw the Suns beat the Clippers, who were undermanned without Kawhi Leonard, and it just what me. It just made me think of the larger realm of what's happened in the NBA this off season. So many injuries. I mean, you're looking at Trey Young and Giannis Antetokounmpo not playing tonight. What happened this year was almost a tra- travesty um in terms of the court, the product that we get to see in the court. I still watch because I love the game, but it's very disappointing. And I don't want to discredit Chris Paul at all. I don't want to discredit the work that Devin Bookers put in and DeAndre Aiden. I think Mikael Bridges is a tremendously good player for them. Um and they did it without Cam Johnson. Jay Crowder has had, had a great game last night. But it felt disappointing to not see somebody of the caliber quadlone out there on the court and Paul George just did not have it um it looked like his confidence and his energy was just not there whenever they would send double teams to him it looked like he didn't want to deal with them and would just quickly move the ball and i think it was a lot of potentially mental football that probably went into the course that they've had to go through this entire uh postseason
2: yeah you make a good point you make make a great you make a great point there how many all-stars have been out now i think it's like nine in this postseason Absolutely ridiculous. Um, I also quickly want to touch – so today's the first day of um, name, image, and likeness for college students. I know you covered high school recruits for quite a bit. Uh, what's your reaction to that? And um, do you have any, like, sort of, I guess, athletes that you think would match really well with a certain brand or anything along the lines of what you're seeing around? Are so you going to have more college athletes on your podcast and
4: stuff like that? Uh, you know, that actually – that's a good question. There, it probably is more fitted to have some college athletes on – on the show now. Um I don't have any athletes in mind right now. I uh, I just hope my my they're gonna the kids are gonna make money as they should. If you can monetize who you are as a as as an, a person, we should be able to. I just hope that and I don't know who the responsibility falls under. Is it an agency? Is it um is it the school itself? I just hope that they each kid who starts to get money is also required to have a financial assistant or somebody who is actually with them, guiding them with these decisions. You don't want, you know, if you were in college and you got $10,000, you going to make a wise decision? I am in college and I'm not going to make a wise decision. (laughs) So that for me would be my main. That's my major concern. Just hoping that you know, if these guys, if these guys and women are going to start to get money, I just hope that they're. I don't want to say they should be mandated to have some type of representation, but I would really like that to happen because we've seen athletes get millions and throw it away as adults in society. I can only imagine the temptation or the the, the ill, the bad decisions that could be made as a college athlete. But I will say this though. Um, I do like the fact that they are making money also too, cause it might be, they might be more inclined to stay in school now and actually look and stay in college throughout the duration of their education because they are making money while being there and they're able to get that diploma at the end. The, the desire to get to the pros might not be as strong as it was before. Harrison
3: Sanford, thank you for coming on the show. I am not going to ask you about Ben Simmons cause everybody knows Where I stand on Ben Simmons. The process is over. It's dead. Get rid of him. Let's put that to rest right now. I have two questions for you. One is a Sixers question. And then I got a follow-up one. Scotty O'Neal resigning. Should Sixers fans read anything into it? Is it a good thing that he resign? Who are they looking at to possibly replace him? And the second question I have for you: a couple of shows or a couple of games ago, I think it was uh, the Clippers were playing the Suns. And Crowder caught Paul George in the face. And I believe the quote from Jeff Van Gundy was, I am so tired of the referee's sissifying, he said sissification, of the NBA. <laughs> I'm old school. A lot of us guys are old school. We do think it's sissified. I want to get your take on the so quote-unquote sissification of the NBA, my friend.
4: Well, uh, I'll answer the last one first. So I grew up, again, I'm not a fan anymore. i only root for players. But I grew up as a Knicks fan, the 90s Knicks. Mm-hmm. So I love physicality. I love defense. I love the extra physical play that happens during the playoffs. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of it. I do understand why they let some of it go. I will say this, though. I am very happy that the NBA is looking over uh, what certain players get away with on the perimeter that doesn't happen on the interior. For Mm -hmm. example, Trey – the idea that Trey Young averages 9 to 10 free throws a game is unbelievable to me. You know, No disrespect to him, but a guy that small picking up that many fouls, it just didn't seem real. So I'm happy they're addressing that, and I know James Harden is going to have to restructure his game as well um, because of that. So, yes, they are making the game more soft. I'm not a big fan of it, but I am happy that uh, they're making certain changes to that because what they were – the Guys were just jumping and then leaning into the foul. It wasn't even natural mm-hmm. motion anymore. And I know that was it had to be a big source of frustration for someone like Joel and B to be in the paint, banging guys, trying to finish over three or four guys, and not getting a call. Meanwhile, Trey Young just throws his arm up and it's a foul. So just foul. Like he played. Trey Young played the game well. The, the rules are the rules, and he played them to a T. But it's just not real. It's just not basketball. Uh, as in terms of Scott O'Neal uh somebody told me this the other day um when it comes to being in sports media when you don't know anything it's okay to say you don't know and i don't know who's going to replace them and I, don't, and I would imagine i think they're going to be doing just fine as an organization without no, no disrespect to them but i wouldn't know
0: All Right. Listen, I, I will say because I know we have of time here with you and Harrison, we thank you so much for coming on, but I want to kind of somewhat semi uh a debate that we had the other night. So for Ryan and myself, and probably even Fuji here, because we're up there as far as the uh seniority level, for us, MJ is the greatest of all time, young Nick believes that LeBron is the greatest of all time. So I will ask you in your opinion, who is the greatest of all time?
4: So I'm I'm 34. I grew up watching Michael Jordan destroy the Knicks. Uh, I've also covered – not only have I watched LeBron, but I covered him when I used to work in Cleveland. I was there for a second stint for those uh, four, four finals runs. Here's what I would say, and I liken it almost to the Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers debate. Michael Jordan, hands down, is the greatest player of all time. He accomplished almost everything that you could accomplish. He played the best in the biggest moments. It's undoubtedly, LeBron would would envy how Michael Jordan performed in moments that mattered the most. With that being said, LeBron probably has the best assortment of basketball skills in the history of the NBA. He could do everything at a high rate. now it might not translate to always winning. It doesn't necessarily mean he has a, the killer instinct that MJ had and not having that killer instinct might actually make Michael Jordan the better player. That's a debate that's, you know, it's, it's almost semantics at that point, but Jordan is the greatest player because he achieved the most with the most responsibility. While I can still say that LeBron is the most skilled basketball player. If you talk about a mixture of size, IQ, um passing scoring defending he has the greatest he's the best basketball specimen to be on the court and didn't always translate to winning because he didn't have uh the killer instinct and you know one of the biggest differences and i actually talked about this with danny um when jordan played at the end of the games he was looking to score whereas lebron and history even tells us this is true lebron doesn't necessarily look to score LeBron looks to create an advantage, right? And wherever that, ad- that advantage might come, with somebody else scoring, or getting a double team, and somebody else shooting, or it might turn into him just getting to the get into getting a layup. But he never necessarily looks to score at the end of the game. He looks to create an advantage, and that probably is the biggest difference between the
0: two. No. Ducky, hopefully that uh, that kind of brings you a little closure. We understand you were, you know, a little frustrated the other night. We say he's frustrated, Harrison, but he wasn't. You know, we no, we. The one thing that we like to do is we like to have fun, and even after the show is over, the, the fun part about it is that we talk behind the scenes, and then we can get on each other's nerves a little bit if we wanted to. But listen, it's always going to be a great debate, just like you said with Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Tom Brady, I, I personally, I will say, and and uh, Vito here might get upset. Mm-hmm. The when you look at it, yes, as an Eagles fan. As we are minus the the two other guys here, what we know as Eagles fans, we didn't like what had happened in 2003 when it came to New England. But redemption came in 2017 when we were able to beat the best and then brag about it. Now, leaving from New England to come to Tampa Bay with the Bucks and basically tell everybody, "Hey, if you think I'm cheated, you know, take a look at me now." And then winning again, I mean, it's. It's one of those things you got to call the man, the greatest of all time, no matter which way you look at it, because he did it with two different teams. But not only did it with two different teams, came to the team that he said he was going to do it with, then ended up winning for the first time ever a Super Bowl championship in their own backyard. So pretty amazing what Tom Brady did.
4: For sure, I mean, but I also think we may we might be able to all agree here. Was that wasn't that Bucks roster probably the best roster in the NFL? Oh yeah, the offense stacked. That defense. Big time. I mean, early they, was. Yeah, and they're all coming back. They're stacked. I will say this though, and that I've had this conversation with the team for a while, uh, or rather, most recently. We we turn so, so a lot of times this year, and there were some playoff games where Tom actually like balled out through the ball and games during the season. But a lot of times during the season, or just in general, with Tom, he's really a great game manager and. Mm-hmm. That term has such a negative connotation to it. Because you'd call like the uh, who would I say is a good game? You would call uh Trent Dilfer, the great game manager, and what one is for both the Ravens. But I think maybe we need to start giving more credence to how great of a game manager Tom Brady is and understanding who he has. On the field, on the roster, where the weaknesses are, and if that means I have to hand off the ball thirty times between Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette, then that's what I'll do because it makes us win the game. Uh-huh. And I think it 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 almost hurts Tom that he doesn't have these crazy Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, four hundred and fifty yard performances like on the at the rate that those guys do. But at the same time, I do think we need to start putting, giving more credit to the IQ that it requires to manage the game. Because we can all admit here, the greatest talent you can have at quarterback is intelligence, and he's obviously at the top of his game and at the top of the league when it comes to that.
0: No, it's true, and I was really actually surprised too, and because I, I know we're, we're limited our time here, but I was actually surprised that Leonard Fournette came out in an article this week stating that how much it actually hurt him being cut by Jacksonville. And he played with that the remainder of the season with the Bucks. You know, and, and we're not professional athletes, so we want to know and understand the way he feels. But just reading that article to find out that how much it actually bugged him. But then you know in the end it's kind of like the Cinderella story because he ends up winning that Super Bowl championship that he wanted to do with Jacksonville. So you know it, it's amazing. Yeah, you one team may see you as a problem but Bruce Arians apparently did something to turn that man around because, yes, we used to hear things about Leonard Fournette. Was it major stuff? No. It's all the petty stuff that most athletes go through. But he just wanted a game time. He wanted to play, and unfortunately didn't work on Jacksonville. But the Bucks ended up winning the Super Bowl, their second one, which we're hoping that that's when Nick Sirianni will end up doing with the Eagles because seems like 2017 was just centuries away, even though it's not. But the last question I'd like to have uh, with you here before we end up wrapping up, what do you think the expectations are of not only the Eagles, but what Nick Sirianni will do with the Eagles this season?
4: Well, I think there has to be patience. Uh, I think he's coming into a very underrated division. Uh, we also, the Cowboys last year, tremendous offensively before Dak went down and even pretty solid when he when Andy Dalton took over for him. I think they're a tremendous offensive team. Defense can only get better there. Um, so that's problem number one. Uh, number two, uh, despite what's going on with their front office and the ownership group, the Washington mm-hmm. football team is stacked uh, between mm-hmm. getting Curtis Samuel, uh, I forget, the, uh, Terry McLaurin as a wide receiver. Ryan Stratik is not a world leader at quarterback, but we've seen almost everywhere he goes, he stabilizes the team at quarterback position. And that mm-hmm. defense is one of the best in the league. Uh, Chase Young is a stud, and they're going to put a lot of pressure uh, on quarterbacks. And then we saw last year with the New York Giants, uh, while they weren't great, they almost made it to the playoffs, and their defense took a big leap with Joe Judge at, uh, at head coach. James Bradbury was really solid for them at the corner, and Saquon Barkley's coming back. Uh, Kenny Galladay is there. And on top of that, there's probably a make-or-break year for Daniel Jones. So all those, co- all those head coaches in that division – uh, have experience. Mike McCarthy with the Cowboys. He's been obviously he's been in the coach for a very long time. Uh, Joe Judge at least has a year on Nick Sirianni, and Ron Rivera has, uh, has been revered as one of the best coaches in the league. So, and you're dealing with Jalen Hurts, who's really going to get his first real opportunity to lead a franchise as a quarterback. I know, I know uh, the Philadelphia sports fan is happy and excited and engaged about the upcoming season, but not an easy division at all. And that, that's without me looking at what division they're playing against um, next year in terms of, obviously you played the, the NFC East, right. but I don't know. NFC West. They play the NFC South and the AFC West. The AFC West and the NFC South. So, I mean, the NFC South isn't too tough this year, but uh, you said the AFC West?
1: Kansas City. The Chargers. are playing the Broncos
4: Chargers. and uh, Yep. So it's not going to be a, it is not going to be a cakewalk. In and I the Raiders. West. Yeah. So and those are—I mean—the Raiders were almost a playoff team last year.
0: Sure. So, yep.
4: So I think you have to be really cautious about what you would expect the maybe the final win-loss record to be because of those things. I think most importantly, you just want to see improvement and confidence from the team in Jalen Hurts to take them to the next level. That's what I think you have. If you want, if if you want, I think that's realistic to just see an improvement and confidence. Get there, then you can evaluate again. But uh, I know Keith's really high on the Eagles. He loves their offensive line, uh, which is big key in football. But I think what they have in that division and what they're going to see in terms of other teams is a lot to ask for from Jalen Hurts. But right. you never know. It's the NFL. It's always different every year. I, mean, I, just, I believe he's
1: hungry. You know, he's got a lot to prove. You know, to trade of and Wentz. Now it's his team. Now he's got to just you know you got to get him the 17 games. see what
4: he can do yep i think there's a big year given the 17 win or lose find out if he's the guy and move forward with confidence if he is harrison one last question before i let you go here you work with danny green you work with Akeem
2: talib which one has better fashion both very fashionable young gentlemen
4: (laughs) (laughs) Ah! good question Ah. You know, uh, Keith's going to get bad at me for this one. (laughs) Uh, I would say Akeem is better because he only has to really show out. No, I would say Danny is better because Danny has to fashionably perform 82 games a year. Right. As Akeem only has to do it for 17 weeks and then obviously playoffs or 16 weeks when he was playing and then playoffs. Danny has to do it. Routine basis, and for the most part, at the NBA season pretty much spans all uh, all seasons, where Akeem can kind of fall, early winter. Uh, but yeah, I'd I, I give it to Danny just because he has to do it a lot more. But if you go one outfit for one, Akeem probably. Yeah,
3: Akeem no, wears some, fu- some funky shizzle now. He, he yeah. does <laughs> wear some funky
4: stuff. And it keeps not, it shows no fear in, in throwing a bag at, at, a, at a fashionable outfit while Danny tries to be on the financially conservative side.
0: <laughs> that is that's, that's very true. But, Mr. Harrison, thank you so much for coming on with us. Again, we know that you have other obligations this evening. We do appreciate you coming on. Again, if everyone wants to follow Harrison Sanford on Twitter, real easy. Harrison Sanford at Twitter, <laughs> so follow him. Give him the follow, him, just like the rest of us do here on the show. Thank you for coming on, and we would love to have you back on somewhere around the football season as it gets ready to kick off. Because we would love
4: to get some more NFL talk out of you, if you don't mind. Yeah, for sure. And we could also, when that, dis- when Danny makes his decision, we can do that as well. So I'm around. All right, we appreciate you for coming you. on. We do appreciate. Thanks, Harrison. Appreciate you. Take care. Have a good Thank weekend. you. Bye Thank Thank you. guys. Thank you.
0: All right. Well, oh, look who's there. (laughs) It's the Godfather. Center stage, huh? It's
1: De
3: Niro. Uh,
0: Claire, Claire. Um. a good interview there by Harrison Sanford. Again, you guys, if you guys want to check him out, I'll bring up the screen here once again so everyone can see. Well, let me click on that, and everybody can see it here. Again, if you guys want to follow the guest we just had on right now, Harrison Sanford, again, on Twitter, at Harrison Sanford. And then also you click on his handle there. We're inside the green room on the Twitter handle there, green room inside. You can hear to his, listen to his podcast. Also, you can see it as you can see there on the bottom screen with Danny Green. He is a co-host with Danny Green. And we hope that Danny Green comes back as a 76 er this next upcoming season because we would love to see him back here in Philly again. Um, Ducky, Shizzy, Tom, Thank you tom we appreciate it thank you tom and thanks everyone tuning in tonight we do appreciate it again uh let's see sixers ceo as ryan had brought her up decided fuji just kind of like out of the blue to hang it up and just take off now is it one of those things and i'll get to our national correspondent here momentarily because i'm pretty sure he's gonna be filled with tons of knowledge of the reason why but it's kind of this was unexpected at least i don't remember Any CEO from at least a six organization to turn around and be like, all right, you know what? I'm out of here. So is it, uh, I guess, surprising for the most part? They decided to leave? Or do we believe that maybe there's another team that he's going to go to?
1: Well, that's possible. and I mean, to me, it's, you know, as they say, where there is smoke, there's fire. But it's not like it's Elton Brand or, you know, walking away. I mean, Maybe he just got burned out after you know the whole Ben Simmons thing and everything going on. Maybe he just wants another challenge and once plus he was uh, the CEO of the uh, New Jersey Devils, which Josh Harris also won. So maybe he just wants to get out of sports for now and just take a break.
0: It could be. Uh I'll save our analytics guy here for the last one. So, uh, mm. NC, what do you say?
2: Is that me? Am I NC? Uh,
0: no, that would be the national correspondent.
3: Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> I'm just trying to get some updates here on some stuff. Look, I just think Scott McNeil just got probably sick and tired of answering about the process. You know, I mean, at cert- at certain points, you just get sick of... He, he, it's probably Ben Simmons backlash. And I know, you know, the, the, the GM getting a lot of backlash and doc rivers is getting a lot of backlash about Ben Simmons and the process. And, you know, I, I just think that he probably is just tired of talking about it, dealing with it and wanted out, wanted probably a fresh start somewhere. And maybe he just wants to do the new Jersey devils right now. And
1: wow. you know, he stepped up? down from there too. Well, Stuff down, maybe, they, maybe, maybe,
3: maybe just wants a break. That's you right, know, that's what I was stating. Trying to run two organize at your CEO, maybe, it's, maybe just got burned out. I mean, that's what I'm thinking.
0: That could be the case. Well, listen, yeah. if he, if he I, I understand it, I get it that you know you get burned out from stuff, but if you really want to get that nice, natural burn, you can get it from Goose's <laughs> Monte Crystal Tobacco and Lounge. You can burn the end of that cigar so you can just, just like smoke. He, A nice (laughs) stogie from Gooses over at 250 West Ridge Pike in Limerick, Pennsylvania. Ooh, zip code 19468, if I remember correctly. Uh, So, again, or go to CigarGoose.com and look at all the flavored products that he has along with the fine cigars. And, Ducky, you must be how old? 21. That's right. To pick up one of those fine vapes, if that's what you're into, but... If you guys are celebrating in a momentous occasion, it could be an anniversary, it could be a baby, it could be whatever. Yeah, listen, cigargoose.com, check it out and look at the catalog. And by the way, if you stop by and let Goose know that we sent you, at least he'll say hi. I don't know. I'm not gonna offer any discounts here because we can't, but I'm pretty sure he'll say hi.
3: So I just wanted to give you an update on something that just flashed across my screen. What's uh the NFL has fined the Washington football team 10 million dollars. After investigation oh. into workplace culture, Dan Snyder has been
1: taking off day-to-day operations. Oh, uh, That came How's out it? last year. Holy crap. That was actually a special that was on either ESPN or NFL Network about, you know, he was going up to women in the office, groping them, and a yeah, couple it, cheerleaders were actually even victims of that, too, that came, it came to, out. And also, and this will
3: interest Ducky, because of the (laughs) ruling about uh, the NCAA and, you know, players getting compensation. It's about time. Ex-USC star Reggie Bush wants his Heisman and his stats restored.
2: Yeah, I did see that. I saw that,
1: too. I did see that. That Bobby Bobby Bonilla is getting paid. There yeah, you go. Bobby Tanay is $1 million till year. Until 2035. Not bad. Not
3: bad. That is
0: amazing.
3: That's
0: crazy. It's amazing. But as far as Dan Steiner, listen, we, we did talk about it last year with that, that goofy DCU team down there in, in, in Washingtonville. Um, Dan Steiner deserves to be outed, period. That, you shouldn't, you're from day to day operations, so while You're still the owner. You need to be let go from what was told from that story. And it was funny because a lot of people had doubted that story when we initially had talked about it and people had said, Oh, you know, it's just, it's going to be whatever. It's not going to be a big deal. It's not going to be this. We're never going to find anything whatsoever. But the one lady who, who spoke out to put herself out there, I'm pretty sure now is probably celebrating tonight with her favorite beverage, whether it's coffee or champagne or whatever case may be. And, and I'll try to find it uh, at some point, but I'm pretty sure she's happy and I'm, and I'm also certain she would have not come forward if the story wasn't true. Just because you are an owner of an organization does not mean that you're better than God. If you want people to work with you and have a great team, you know what? Come together. You just say what you have to say, but don't put your women out there on a platform. Don't do that. I mean, just you're putting women in an uncomfortable position where they shouldn't be in the first place. If you can't wow them with your personality, a woman should not be used for that wow factor. And I'm telling you that because I've never used in my life ever anyone as a wow factor to be like well if i can't smooch you over let me bring so so over here that's not the way it works folks so whatever comes dan's way is well deserved because you should never put those women in that place and i'm quite sure he probably lost a lot of good workers because of that and who knows there's probably men too that were uncomfortable but you know whatever they'll probably use the guy code thing and saying that we didn't see anything wrong but once dan walks away maybe the rest of them guys end up talking about it, 10 million dollars is probably not even enough and that money should go to those women that, that were harassed and put in in compromised positions that you should have been in the first place so oh well i know ron rivera walked into a situation where he really shouldn't have walked into but coaching aside i'm pretty sure ron was more worried about his cancer situation again thank god he beat it and he's doing much much better but ron rivera or uh sorry not ron Rivera, dan snyder See you later. Beat it, stupid, because it's not needed in the NFL. I'm sorry. And not just in the NFL, any major level, any workplace level, any nonsense. So beat it. Goodbye. That's my uh, two cents in that box.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. You're right. It's, I'm reading this article here. And it says that um, all the senior executives, including the signers, will take part in training in workplace conduct, covering topics such as bullying, diversity, and inclusion, lgbtq plus issues microaggression and unconscious bias i mean i don't i don't even see how that's, that's even close to enough to you know that just seems like a slap on the wrist and uh mm-hmm. i'm also reading here uh lisa banks and deborah katz who represent 40 former employees said in a statement that the nfl chose to quote unquote protect owner dan snyder and said the fine amounted to pocket change they had wanted to report to be made public but attorney Beth Wilkinson who conducted the investigation orally submitted her findings and recommendations to the league so it's just, it's just crazy that Washington has been known for this problem, Dan Snyder is the head of the problem I think you have to force him to sell the team like Donald Sterling they forced Donald Sterling to do so but um, I think this is going to continue to be a development and I think I still think this, we're still a few years out from seeing real change in the Snyders having to go
1: well, as I said before, this story came out la- around this time last year, right before foot training camp. And obviously, it surfaced more because more people came forward about it. $10 million
3: is pocket change to a million right, a billionaire. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, to hit him with a $10 million, whatever fine, whatever the hell it is, I mean, it's it's to Daniel Snyder, that's jump change. I mean, probably carries that around with him in his wallet. So, I mean, it, the NFL. This is what I don't like about the NFL. Sometimes is that they're just too inconsistent with some of the penalties they levy, some of the fines that they levy. They just they don't make sense half the time. Right. And I mean Roger Goodell's been the commissioner now. This is going to be what is, is going on his sixteenth year at least. So I don't know. Maybe the NFL needs to look at getting better leadership in there that are, they're going to be more consistent with stuff. They're going to be stricter, but it's, yeah. it, it's such a billion dollar conglomerate that um, I don't, I don't know what else can be done, but th- this is, this is the part of the NFL that I don't like.
1: All it's, it's,
0: go ahead, Fooch. No, go ahead. It's it. Listen, that's the one thing I will say the NFL s- still to this day can't get things right. They believe in what's happening at the moment. We all know there was a, a, uh, an NFL player that came out and he said he was gay. So the NFL quickly went out and put out a commercial together. You know that uh, the NFL is everything. The NFL is for everyone. And, and there's nothing against the LGBT community. So don't anyone think that I'm going in that route. What makes me laugh is is that Roger Goodell will be like, oh, what's happening? Oh, we're doing oysters tonight? Put on a commercial about oysters. We're going to Disney next week? Put on a commercial about Disney. But you don't fix the problem. You take it. And you put it to the forefront for about a minute or two, and then you just put it away, and you don't resolve anything. And that's why Roger Goodell continues to get booed everywhere he goes because he does not fix the problems in the NFL. The NFL is too worried about making that almighty dollar, and that's it. And and people can argue, they can say whatever they want to on the comments here. I I would gladly accept them. But if you are the head of the NFL, start – fixing the issues at hand. Stop band-aiding them. Stop ignoring them. Stop acting like there's other, there are not other problems out there. I mean, we've seen domestic stuff in the NFL that to this day still aren't being resolved. And I understand whatever. I know people say, well, that goes on in their personal lives. What happens in the field, it carries on to the field. You want to ask if it's true or not? Check out Andy Reid's son in Kansas City. That affected a whole entire team, and there's articles that are coming about it about it now. About what they were thinking about more of that little girl back in KC And they were thinking about the Super Bowl game within itself. So fix the problems. You they already know that's out there. MLB has its problems as well. The NBA has some problems, but you know what? They'll just take everything and run with the hottest thing that's going with the moment. And then once that moment is gone, so is everything else. So
3: what pisses I, me off, what pisses me off about the commercial that they came out with about the NFL is everything, they'll come out with crap like that when you can't even get the Rooney Roll the Rooney rule will work the right way. You say you're everything but you don't do anything about the everything. It's 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 we're going to do it when it's convenient. When the issue explodes. Right. You know when it gets out of control. You know that's when they do something about it and that's what aggravates me about the higher ups in the NFL. It just it they, they just don't make sense. It's not like the old days with Pete Rozelle um you know, Peter Rozelle back in the day wouldn't have stood for any of this crap, any of it, any of it.
0: No, he wouldn't. Oh. David, thanks for tuning in tonight. We appreciate both the, both the comments and, and uh, the national correspondent, sure appreciates his Blackhawk jersey. So does, by the way, my producer over there on Studio B because she appreciated it as well because she is also a true Chicago Blackhawk fan. Um, and, and speaking about the Blackhawks, Fuji has been dying. as We have a couple minutes left in the show here. He's been dying to talk about the Tampa Bay lightning and I get it. I understand it. You know, I I know he's been dying to talk about it and he he made the mistake earlier. In case you guys are just tuning in. He said the Habs won last night. Not true. (laughs) They did go home last night, but they did not win last night. Once again, they lose. Tampa Bay is, didn't play. I will say did not play the way we've seen Tampa play beforehand. All right. Especially when it came to game one, but Nevertheless, they pull off the victory. They're up two games to none. Back to Montreal tomorrow night. The Emily Arena on the inside, it's going to be rocking with the hometown fans. And maybe some of us will end up down there at the arena. And maybe even a live shot from down there. So everyone can see the excitement. But, again, we'll see if the Flyers can turn around next year and come back out. Even, again, the Chicago Blackhawks. And, uh, Nick, is your – what are you, the Islander fan here? What are you
3: Turn on your mic. Turn on your mic. Oh,
2: what's my hockey team? I'm a Hurricanes <laughs> fan. Go Canes, baby.
0: Oh, that's right. I've really, that's right. Candy Let's canes. 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 Let's go Canes. canes.
2: Like those Bill, candy how are Canes, don't you? Like I can love them. But, uh... <laughs>
3: <laughs> There's a question Who has better fashion, says Fuji or Nick?
2: Oh, me. Oh, Pooch, Pooch. I'm Please. sorry. I, was, I would destroy you. I'm so sorry. But who has better I would,
1: hair? Would, who has better, who has better Please, hair? Please, Junior. Easy, uh, Lyle, <laughs> Ducky, love it there.
3: Who has better hair?
2: Oh, me. Again, Again I'm not even close. <laughs> no, okay. I'll let you I, think.
3: that. Junior, so. I, I have to. You have to find the one at Travolta on uh, Saturday Night
1: Beaver. <laughs> He's in front of the mirror for... Let's see if let's see if you got that hair of fifty years old.
2: I'm very curious to find out. My father is not. I'm I'm less than a year away, and I
1: and I still change oil every three thousand miles. Don't worry. Oh, Mr. McManus,
3: you're killing me. No, 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 no. No. Bill, I to say
0: that he would, but it's it's not happening. Definitely not happening.
1: How are you feeling about 26 days till your Eagles start training camp? I'm excited. I'm not going to sit here. I'm not sitting here saying they're going to win the division. I'm not putting them in the Super Bowl. I'm excited. I'm excited about, you know, the Jalen Hurts hour.
3: I know. That that was one. This one one up here is probably – I saw the odds on your Browns to win the Super Bowl this year.
1: Yeah, I think more like 1600, 16 Why don't to 1, 15 to 1. Bunch of jump 90%.
0: on the Browns bandwagon. Yeah. Yeah. Again, uh, Timothy, thank you for tuning in. Uh, pay no mind to the guy right above me here because he's just, it, it's a little frustration. We get it. We understand. Uh, but as I said, and Timothy agrees here, that his sons will win it all. And that's what I believe. I think that we you know we talked about it earlier again with, uh, with Harrison. And, and I believe as well, I think it's, it's time for the Suns to make that run, and they'll get their first one, I believe so. But, Timothy, thank you for tuning in tonight. We do appreciate it. Uh, happy holidays. As far as the 4th of July, it is the fourth, oh, and um, it is an actual long weekend. But 4th of July for everyone, I hope everyone has a safe 4th of July. It should be a lot of fun this year. Um, the only place that I know, and God bless the folks in Miami, I know they will not be celebrating the 4th of July For obvious reasons, it would be a grand miracle if they can find at least one person. I know it's been a week already. I know the weather has been hindering a lot of the rescue operations down there. But, man, it would be nice to hear one story at least of a person of survival. But God bless the family down there in Miami. We know that they're all going through a lot. um, But there will be no Fourth of July celebration, again, because out of respect for the families. But, man, God bless the families, and we hope that someone – Comes out of that rubble life. it would just be a, a fantastic story. Um, Bill says, Eagles win six at best. Wow, and, and listen,
2: you want um, to think and guess what their over under is for the season? On
3: I, I'll say six and 11 or seven and 10. That's what I'm going to call six. That's what, yeah, but six.
0: I, as I hear my Vegas producer has- in the other uh, in the other studio saying, that's good. Uh, uh, listen, I expect more than six wins out of Nick Sirianni and in that squad. 17 games, six wins now. I think he'll be a little bit better off the six wins. Uh, Ducky says, Cleveland Browns fans lots uh, laughing out loud there. Ducky, no. And, oh, by the way, he did say, uh, where was the other one earlier?
2: What's the, what's the over-under, Ducky? For the Browns win total, I, I want to say it's nine and a
3: half. Oh, they'll get more than nine and a half. That's,
2: That's it. it? Yeah. Oh, uh, wait,
0: no, we're ten and a half, ten and a half. Yes, Prayer pray for,
3: pray for the families, man. Pray for the families.
0: Yeah, that indeed. It's yeah. it's been it's been a crazy operation on there. They've been working around the clock and it's absolutely insane. But again, thanks to everyone. We hope that a family I mean it it's tough. I wouldn't imagine to go through something like that. And I know we like to do sports life and entertainment, but again, it it, it hits home when you're talking about just something that happens in the middle of the night out of nowhere. No warning, no nothing else, and, and it's just it's unfortunate. But Thank God at least the help is there. I know we had folks come in from overseas to kind of help out on that rescue mission. We just hope that maybe, again, maybe one person out of that whole entire, I think there's still 147 unaccountable for, um, but we hope at least that he find someone out of that roadway. It's going to be tough, there's, but we hope. But again, we pray for the families.
1: It was on the news last night. Pennsylvania, New Jersey are sending rescue workers down as well, being deployed. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Bill says, real, true, unbelievable story. In Miami, life shows it can be turned over in just a second. You know, in a second, yeah. so just pray. It's it, it said all the time. you got to enjoy the moment. You really do because you never know what's going to happen. All of us can go off air tonight, and I, I hope not, but none of us can end up seeing each other again. And you know, It's just the way life works. You have to enjoy the moment. Live for the moment. Yes, we can plan for the future. We can plan for tomorrow. We can plan from you know, a year from now. You know, no one planned for the pandemic, but, you know, it happened. But we all enjoy the moment because we don't know. You cherish those moments. And if you have someone, by the way, in your family that maybe you haven't spoken to in a while because, you know, you may have had a little friction, whatever the case may be, try to reach out to that person. Make amends because the worst thing is, is to go to your dying grave. And never handle that business when that person's around. Even if you never saw eye to eye, you know what? Come together at one point or another because we had a a show not too long ago, and I'm pretty sure we're going to bring it up again as far as it came to suicide prevention and families. And, listen, we know none of us are perfect. If we were, as I say it all the time, we'd be up there with the man upstairs. We wouldn't be here. Everyone has flaws. Everyone has all kinds of things that goes on in their daily life. But love the person you're with. For these guys – on the screen they know we all of us have love for each other even if you know I, myself and nick we've met but my other two guys will be able to meet there on september 12th but even then i still have love for these guys because it's a family unit no matter which way you look at it and if something happens to any of our family members we would just be grieving as much as you know someone else that we didn't meet so always make sure that you know if you're home with your wife you're home with your husband you know you're home with the same partner and you guys love you know and care for each other turn to that person every night before you go to bed and just tell them that you love them because you don't know, even if you'll go in your sleep, we hope not. We hope to see the next day. And the only person that makes that happen is God. So make sure that you never forget that that man is always in your life and never leaves your side. And I'll kind of leave it at that that point there.
1: There's always tall. don't go to bed, man.
0: Yep. That's true. That is true. I don't
1: know. Say
3: to people all the time, everybody thinks they have this inordinate amount of time to, Say, I love you, or I'll get to it next week, or I'll call him next week. I know I haven't talked to this person in a long time. I'll eventually get to it. Do it now before it's too late. Because guess what? Before you know it, it's too late. It's true. Just do it. Whatever grievances you have, put them aside just for five minutes just to see how somebody's doing. I've, I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I've gone to too many funerals over the last the hell five to 10 years. And I hear the same thing all the time when I'm there, man, I wish I would have just had a little bit more time or I wish I would have had a little bit more time to call or, you know, I should have done it sooner.
1: Or don't be one of those people, man. Don't next week. Doesn't come around though. At ASAP.
0: It's true. It is. It, it's it, even for our young Nick, you know, our beat writer, God bless him because he's starting his life, his career, I mean, the ripe age of 19, you know, we know that the party, everyone hears about the college parties. For those who have attended college and were blessed to go to college, we know there's parties and stuff out there. We have a young beat writer that is trying to do everything you possibly can to have a successful career. Is he going to have fun in the process? Of course, but Nick is going to make the good choices that he knows he needs to make to get to the next level. You know what? At the age of 35, when he's a rich tycoon and loving life and having fun, He can have all the fun there and he'll make good choices. And anyone, by the way, who's watching this tonight and they will love a young analytic reporter, someone from Clemson university, possibly a sophomore, our beat writer, Nick Lisi available.
2: Just 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 put it out there. (laughs) Thank you for the love angel. I agree with everything. Uh, Y'all are saying, minus Ryan, he uh, he told me I need to eat more vegetables. That, that old uh,
0: <laughs> he says veggies. Oh, but uh, no, I'm incredibly
2: grateful. Everything you said everything he said is right. So I'm constantly talking to my family, talking to my parents, so you're 100% there. Yeah, Ryan, right. you need some more damn veggies, bro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That was between Christina and, and and Ryan, so Christina gets half of that as well. But now, listen, and, and by the way, if anyone's tuning in from Texas, we do appreciate it. You guys watch the show tonight again. We're, we're, even it's though we are, hair. For, huh? it's
3: good for the hair.
0: It, it sure is. It throw the picture up. Throw it up. Ah, it. Hold on.
3: I'll lose it. it. Throw it up. Throw it up Wait. in the corner. Give me Talk a second.
0: love it. Just the way it works, it's Nick Lovett, folks. Nick Lovett, he'll be here all night. <laughs> Don't forget <laughs> to tip your bartenders and waitress, Nick Lovett. <laughs> now, see, we all laugh now. What happens if Julia Roberts is watching tonight? All of a sudden, oh. A younger version <laughs> of my ex, <laughs> and then all of us be I, laughing at oh, ourselves. I doubt that.
1: Julie Roberts played in the movie The Runaway Bride. So,
0: oh, never know. Listen, anything and everything can happen. We don't know. It's just the way life works. Sometimes you run into people you would be amazed who you run into because it, it's again, it, it's a what do they call it, small world for the most part because you, you never know. As a matter of fact, I was just uh, talking to somebody last or a couple of nights ago from Louisiana, and it was uh, surprising how many things we had in common. And, and let me see. I want to bring up the name so that way, in case uh, he's watching tonight. Let me bring it up, Kobe. We reached out to me um, last time. We ended up following each other there on Twitter and had a great conversation about you know about our lives and, and wives and. All that good fun stuff. And and again, it goes to show you how small the world is because of, and I'm not going to say where he's from because obviously he's not on air here with us. But it's, it's funny how small the world is because of the stuff that we end up talking about. So as we're talking about prayers and everything else, listen, you never know because you don't want to burn a bridge or anything else because you never know who you're going to run across. You might come across someone who lives out in California and they might know somebody who lived in Philly. They might have known you. I'm like, oh yeah, don't talk to that dude because of this and that. So always make good choices in life. When you wake up every morning, you have the ability to make the right choice, the wrong choice, or the indifferent choice. Whatever it is, you made the choice. And hopefully, it's a good choice. I see a comment that's what, coming what, in.
2: With that being said, Julia Roberts, you can wake up, you can make a right choice. <laughs>
0: my Twitter DMs
2: are wide open, my Instagram DMs are open. Feel
0: free, there you go. free to She's give solid. me a holler. <laughs> you never know. You never she, know what could happen.
1: You might make her feel young again.
0: If that if that's
2: the way she rolls, that's the way she rolls.
1: Hey, why not? Age is only a number. We could always dream. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the impossible dream. That's right.
0: <laughs> hey, listen. Next week, we know that we have uh, two guests on. One is Tuesday night, and Tuesday night we'll be on at seven thirty. Next Tuesday, seven thirty, with the author of the wax pack if you guys have not read the book it is so available on amazon also available on amazon audible so you can listen to the book he is his own narrator in the book so the wax pack by Brad and I'll I'll see the last initial because Beluchian.
1: Lucian there you go Beluchian.
0: Okay, cuz I I don't want to I don't want to butcher someone's name I definitely don't want to butcher somebody's name but he will be on on Tuesday Barring, of course, because he does make different appearances. He also is a professor, so things can change. But tentatively, he is on for next Tuesday, 7.30. I'm also excited next week because we are still in hockey season. To speak with the Utica coach, Dave Clawson. He will be on with us next Thursday at 8 o'clock. Remember, next week, starting next Thursday, we'll be on at 8 o'clock as we'll be teaming up with Redline Radio LLC uh, with them on their Facebook channel. So, It'll be a, um, a partnership as far as getting the viewers to see what we do here at Broad Street South over in the Ohio market. So that'll be a lot of fun to, to get to see a new crowd, new faces and all that good fun stuff. But he is the Utica College women's ice hockey coach. Um, and I believe it was division two, if I remember correct the last time I spoke to him. Also, he's a golf addict and next week, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers going at it. So it'll be a lot of fun to talk to Dave about that as well. Of course, we have other guests lined up. Uh, Big Sarge is coming on here on the 22nd. Big Sarge, if you guys don't know, uh, Andy Kalu, who is on Sports Talk 790, he has a show Central Time from 10 a.m. to 12, right after Sean Salisbury. Uh, His co-host, Big Sarge, he will be on with us July 22nd. A Cowboys fan. And that's why we end up making that connection because it's. Mm. It, listen, it's always fun. We have division rivals, and everyone knows, Eagles, Cowboys, the most heated rivals. Right. But you know what? We have a lot of fun because if it wasn't for that, I mean, yeah, we got the Giants, but it, it's not as big. What's that, Fooch?
1: Uh, I've already reached out to them on Twitter about talking some birds and cowboys. So I'm looking forward to chatting with them. Yeah. And, and Julia, if you're listening.
2: Wait, wait, wait! No, no, Julia's married. Julia's married. She's been married for almost twenty years. Julia, don't hit me up. To up <laughs> maybe, maybe she can show up to a Clemson game. Could happen yeah, with the husband. Happen, or- with husband. With their husband. With their husband. With her That's right. Let's, uh, let's back off the Julia Roberts club. Uh, still has <laughs> the picture <laughs> up. Yeah, she's, she's got multiple, <laughs> multiple kids,
3: so I can't even look at it anymore.
0: Listen, if you need the blow-up version, we also got the blow-up version right there. Oh, Thanks, guys. Appreciate <laughs> it. We'll send it to you. Send right. it. I got it on Twitter this morning from food,
2: so I appreciate give,
1: that. Give us give us your address off the air, and we'll send you <laughs> a, a, a care pack. Hey. Maybe we can should get like Lyle Lovett and come to
3: Clemson to play a concert. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be
0: quite amazing. Oh, man. That would be quite amazing. That uh, would be quite amazing. Dougie, and, and, and by the Death way. Valley. The- Lyle Lovett <laughs> live in concert in Death Valley. In <laughs> Clemson, South Carolina. It would that'd be, be okay. listen, That would be hilarious. <laughs> right? In case you guys missed the show on Tuesday, uh, go back and you can watch it on <laughs> BroadwaySouth.com, episode 62, or find it on your favorite podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Podcast Index, Amazon Music, Amazon Audible, and iHeartRadio. So you guys can check them out. You know, if, you, if you're traveling this weekend, matter of fact, give us a listen or the other episodes that we had. If you go all the way back to episode one, it's a world of difference from episode one to now, episode 63. So, if you guys get the opportunity or driving around, uh, you just, you know, barbecuing in the backyard, weather permitting for a lot of places, check out our past uh, podcast here on BroadstreetSouth.com. That's Broadstsouth.com or on your favorite audio platform. Uh, Fuji, as we're getting ready to end the show here, Ducky says, Coach Ducky, uh, are you going to Eagles Open Practice on August 8th?
1: It's a possibility I may be there. I'm waiting to hear about back about tickets celebrity appearance i'm usually in a lot of eagles functions yeah not Another every question. game
0: but yeah he'll be back on uh- with us in, in august as we get ready to talk football talk um so and we are following a running back uh that he will keep us abreast of what goes on throughout the season uh with the running back here also tom thank you so much great show tonight guys we appreciate it tom always for sure. for tuning in along with dave from boston Good discussion, guys. Thank you. We appreciate it, David and everyone else. Come next week again. We will see you guys on. Oh, and there's also one more. There was one more, and I got to remember the date. I know because I got so many dates in my head right now. But also August 30th. What's August 30th? No idea. I
1: failed me.
0: Yeah, but, but yeah, we're out still out getting out. information. I it wasn't. Wish right.
3: everybody a happy July Fourth weekend, everybody. I want everybody to stay safe while these guys are trying to figure out what what the hell's going on in the future.
0: Well, no, because while well, we haven't gotten the complete <laughs> information yet, that's the only reason why I'm not saying it because we we don't have all the info yet as far as golf fighting. But as soon as we get more info from it, um, we will let you know. It's Les Goodell. There is going to be a, a golf tournament. Um, no information has been released yet. So I don't want to put anything out there prematurely because change, you know, dates can change because of weather and all the good fun stuff. But as soon as we find out from Leslie, we will forward it to you guys. It will be back in Pennsylvania. Uh, so all of our Philadelphia fans, um, and speaking about Philadelphia fans, I, that's the one thing that I did forget the actual official fan club that I have just have recently learned here is Philly of the South. Not only is it the Eagles fan club, but my client has told me it is the also fan club of Broad Street South. So if you are down South and coming up this season, they hope to be back at Tampa Joe's uh, for another one. And I will tell you when, when we were down there the very first year, we had tons of fun, good turnout, minus when the Eagles lose. And then they weren't turning out as much, but it's a lot of fun over at Tampa Joe's. I believe they are going back there again this season because uh, everything's completely and fully open. So, Mike Klein, Philly of the South, he has been the president and CEO for the past 25 years. He just said was celebrated his 25th year with the organization and the club. So by all means, September 12th, those guys and girls will be down here at Tampa Joe's. Of course, we will be up in Pennsylvania at Goose's Pond Studio, which I put out earlier. And you guys won one of the finest cigars in the country, in the Delaware Valley, anywhere. Cigargoose.com. Visit CigarGoose.com for every fine flavor that's out there. And once again, Nick, you have to be how old to buy one?
2: Can't hear and
0: His mic is off.
2: You have to be 21. <laughs> we we can't, be 21. can't
1: hear you, Sonny. <laughs> we can't <laughs> hear you, Sonny. You have to be
2: 21.
3: What, what
1: did you say? <laughs> More vegetables
3: helps with that. Oh,
0: exactly. Right. Oh, and, uh, Of course, Ducky also, Coach Ducky has a fantasy football league going on. If anybody wants to join, visit his Facebook page, Ducky Cornish. Facebook, Ducky Cornish, if you guys want to join his fantasy football league. And, Bill, also happy for it to everybody. Enjoy, even though no teams to watch, be safe, have fun. And, and listen, that's true, but um, come Monday, though, Bill, if you want to watch the team, Tampa Bay Lightning will be playing that Monday. They move the game from Sunday to Monday. So, if you want to watch a game, watch it on Monday. Because, again, Vito, just as much as he – Absolutely loves in the door, Harry Roseman. He's become a huge fan of the Tampa Bay Lightning. We all know it. That's uh, what we say.
1: All that Tampa tam- Bay, Chumpa Bay, Tampon Bay, whatever you want to call it. Green Bay.
0: <laughs> anything else?
1: The back bay, the front bay. It doesn't <clears throat> matter. Nick. <laughs> Nick, Nick, Nick always, every time, anything
3: that mean to goes out, to out of Fuji's mouth, that's Borderline, Nick just has this look on his face like, That's all right. dude, why did you
0: just say <laughs> that? <laughs> but anyway, listen, come Tuesday again, Brad, Tuesday night, 7 30, followed by Dave, next week, 8 o'clock. We're moving the show just you know, another half hour. So it'll be from 8 to 9 next week with Dave Clausen. That should be a lot of fun talking, you know. Women's hockey, and, and again, we've got the Olympics coming around, so I'm pretty sure you can give us more insight as well. If there are any any of the athletes coming from Utica College out there in New York, so that should be fun. Next Thursday, one more comment coming in before we end up the show. Bill says, Canadians hope to shine the Stanley Cup. Um, Bill. Um, Bill, we'll, we'll not have, have not Bill, matter of fact, I'll reach out to you on Facebook uh, as the game goes on tomorrow, and, and we can go back and forth and see what happens. Now, I will say... All jokes aside, the Montreal Canadiens head coach is back tomorrow. So we may see that Canadian team that was making that terror run to get to the Stanley Cup. So we'll see. It's not going to be a sweep by any means. I said it was going to go seven games right now. It looks like it may not go seven. But if Tampa wins again in Montreal, boy, it's going to be tough. It is going to be tough. So we'll see. So Bill, uh, I'll, give, I'll definitely get back to you here. Um, And I know you're watching on YouTube, but I'll look you up here on Facebook if you have your uh, Facebook page. Either way, but if not, look me up on on Facebook, and then uh, we'll kind of go back and forth here as the game continues. But to everyone else, we hope you have a great, happy, and safe 4th of July. Once again, always love, support your family in whatever they do, and make sure you're always by their side no matter what and whatever goes on with your family. Make sure you find love for each other. And if you have kids, your wife, your family, even if you're single, make sure you love yourself, love your family, love each other, because it's the best thing that we can do. So everyone, have a great night. For Debbie, my producer in Studio B, for our national correspondent, Ryan Neff, for our beat writer, Nick Lisi, aka also known as Dougie, and for Vito Corleone, Mike Fuji Fujifilm. We thank you guys for watching. We will see you all next week. Have a fantastic 4th of July weekend.